0: The 2022 Nobel Prize announcements begin tomorrow, but the event that Nature magazine says is arguably the highlight of the scientific calendar has already happened. The 32nd first annual Ig Nobel Prize ceremony was held last month. The Ig are intended to celebrate the unusual and to honour the imaginative, and they're the brainchild of Mark Abrahams, co-founder of Science's satirical journal of record, The Annals of Improbable Research. Welcome to Sunday Dexter, Mark.
1: Hello, hello. Hey, I heard your interview a moment ago with uh, one of the the researchers who's collecting whale snot by using drones. Yes. The very first people to do that were awarded an Ig Nobel Prize for it back in 2010.
0: There there you go. I did wonder whether that might be Ig Nobel worthy. Um, Generally speaking, Mark, what's a scientist got to do to win an Ig Nobel Prize?
1: Get lucky and unlucky at the
0: same time. (laughs) This, this is, uh,
1: as with anything else in the world, these are unusual prizes. These are four things that make people laugh and then think. And that's the whole deal. It does not matter, as far as the prize goes, whether what you've done is good or bad. In fact, it may be difficult to tell. But it's got to be something that almost anybody in the world, when they first hear about it, will laugh. And then they'll
0: continue to think and wonder about it. And 10 winners were announced this year as, as every year, since I think it goes all the way back to mm-hmm. the, the early 90s, doesn't it, Mark? But um, did you have right. a, a personal favourite in this year's winners list?
1: Oh, goodness. Um, that's, that's unfair to ask somebody. All right, well, I'll tell you what, why don't we go happened, on to... You know? I'll
0: tell you, I've got a few favourites. What about the, um, the Applied Cardiology Award, which was a sort of... Well, it was a double-blind trial of sorts involving blind dates. Is that right?
1: Yeah, um, there were a series of blind dates set up by these scientists who were in the Netherlands, and they, they were monitoring heart rates and where the eyes were looking and all sorts of things of both people while the date was happening. What they discovered, they say, was that when new romantic partners meet for the first time and they do feel attracted to each other, their heart rates synchronize.
0: Really? That is fascinating. And that
1: doesn't seem to happen with people who are not attracted to each other.
0: That is amazing. Uh, We're speaking with Mark Abrahams, who's the uh, founder of the uh, Ignoble Prizes for the imaginative and entertaining in the science world. Mark, I can't believe I'm saying this, but could you talk to me about constipated scorpions?
1: Um, what's the old <laughs> phrase for that? I'll, I'll bet you say that to all the girls. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is the biology I- I Nobel Prize for 2022, yes, this isn't is it? The, the
1: biology prize I went to a team in Brazil uh, and Colombia who did some experiments with scorpions. There, there are a lot of scorpions that if they are attacked will defend themselves by just getting rid of one of their body parts, so their tail. They just shed it. I think um, I've seen a Monty so Python the, sketch about that. Yeah. Them. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. And what happens with these particular scorpions is the anus is part of that tail, and when it goes, the way it, the scar tissue heals up, they can never again defecate that, that uh, scorpion. So for the rest of its life, it's just whatever comes in stays there, and it gets more and more constipated for the rest of its life. And these scientists were wondering, well, what happens during the rest of that life romantically? Uh, do they manage to, to connect, uh, you know, in the deepest sense with other scorpions? And the, it answer, the, the answer turns out to be, yes, they do. It slows them down a little, but it doesn't stop love
0: from happening. There you go. Love is <laughs> what you want to use to describe that. Yeah, yeah indeed. Uh, wonders never cease. Uh, hearing that does make me wonder a, l- a little bit, Mark. Uh, how do winners tend to react to getting a- an ignoble? <laughs> do, they, do they all turn up to accept the prize?
1: Yeah, well, first of all, there are a lot of uh, possibilities. We, In a typical year, we get something like 10,000 new nominations, and... When we choose somebody or we choose a team to win, we get in touch with them very quietly and we offer it to them. And if they want to say no, that's fine and that's the end of it. We never tell anybody. But happily, almost everybody who's offered an Ig Nobel Prize says yes. And um, they are invited to the ceremony and almost all of them
0: come. That is fantastic. Uh, of the 10,000s of nominations that you get, uh, do you have any figures on what percentage of those are self-nominations? Are people sort of hoarding ignobles with their, with their scientific <laughs> work?
1: Yeah, every year pretty consistently, um, between 10% and 20% of all the nominations that come in are people nominating themselves. They almost <laughs> never win. If you're trying to win a, an Ig Nobel Prize, you will almost certainly fail. It's, it's just a side effect.
0: There you go. Well, uh, when the Nobel Prize announcements uh, happen later this week, obviously there'll be a lot of focus on uh, the Peace Prize. There always is. But you have a Peace Prize as well, Mark, who took out the Ig Nobel for Peace this year. I believe um, it was related to a study about gossip.
1: Yeah, it was a a large international team, um, one of the members of whom is Australian, and they won the Peace Prize because they developed an algorithm, a mathematical recipe, to help gossipers decide when to tell the truth and when to lie.
0: And um, uh, could could you give us an honest answer? Do you you recall uh, what the answer is? No, I suppose you need the AI. (laughs) I'm sure it'll be an app that's available on everyone's phones soon and be very popular too. Um, And look, you did cover all the disciplines.
1: You were the the first person to suggest that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh,
0: Look, you do cover all the the sciences, even the dismal science of economics. Um, I was fascinated by this one, which was looking into uh, success and the relationship between luck and talent. Um, This is a a question of of some personal interest to me, Mark. So uh, what did the Nobel Prize winners uh, take out this year?
1: Yeah, this is a team uh, in uh, Italy. Two of them are physics professors, and they did some simple mathematical models of of how people's lives um, unfold. And what they discovered was that success, no matter how you measure it, success most often goes not to the most talented people but instead to the
0: luckiest people. Mm, well there you go, uh, that there's explains quite a lot, all doesn't seen, it? <laughs> and
1: now now there's there's mathematical proof that that's what usually happens.
0: There we go, and I really am impressed by uh, how international the uh, participants in the Ig Nobel Prizes are. I'm, I was a little uh, less surprised to see that the Safety Engineering Award went to Swedish researchers. Sweden's very very well known <laughs> for its uh, focus on, on safety, but this one, was was about a, a, a moose crash test dummy. Um, uh, this is obviously something... I, mean, I can't believe that the world's lived without this for so long, but um, but but what were the uh, the, the Swedish safety well, engineers yeah, up you, to? I,
1: I, I know that you, you, there are not a lot of mooses in Australia yes. these days, but in Sweden, there are a lot of these extremely big animals wandering the roads, and collisions um, are, are very bad when a car collides with one. So this test crash dummy um, was part of the, the ongoing effort to make the road safer there.
0: Fantastic. We're speaking with the co-founder of the um, Annals of Improbable Research, Mark Abrahams, who's also the creator of the Ignoble Prizes. Um, Mark, t- tell us a little bit about um, the Annals of Improbable Research. What was the improbable path that led you to uh, what's turned out to be <laughs> a, a, a lengthy career?
1: Yeah, all this started about 30 years ago when I sent some articles into a magazine just to see if they would publish something. And the publisher called me up and asked me if I would become the editor of the magazine, <laughs> which was a science magazine. And, and that ended up changing my life. Um, you can see all this stuff on our website, by the way, video of the Ig Nobel winners with Nobel laureates handing the prizes to them on oh, our website fantastic. Improbable.
0: And, um, Mark, the the thinking Uh behind both the Ig Nobel Prizes and and the Annals of Improbable Research is really, I suppose, about the, uh, the valuable role that silliness can have in relation to science. Could you tell us a little bit about your thoughts on that question?
1: Yeah, that's a nice way to put it, because in science and also anything else, including whatever your job is, every time you think up something that's really clever and useful... Probably the immediate reaction around you when you tell people is not enthusiasm. People either walk away from you or they say that's stupid or they laugh at it. And it's only later that they come to realize that, hey, maybe there was something there. So that's part of what the prizes are about. When something is, is extremely new, it's really tough for people to, to pay any kind of attention to it. They're just going to laugh whether it's good or bad.
0: Uh, Do you have an all-time favorite Ig Nobel Prize winner, Mark? Well,
1: I have several. One of them is the Ig Nobel Biology Prize that was awarded in the year 2003 to a Dutch scientist who studies birds. He's an ornithologist. He noticed something really unusual and he ended up writing a scientific paper about it to share that with his fellow ornithologists. And that paper is the first scientifically recorded case of homosexual... Necrophilia in the Mallard Duck.
0: <laughs> there you go. Well, I'm surprised that and anything can be. I can, can assure that. you
1: that the, I can. I can assure you the details are uh, in that paper are far more entertaining than the title of the paper. <laughs>
0: I I, I absolutely believe you. Uh, Mark Abrams, it's been great uh, speaking with you and hearing both about the Nobel Prizes and the annals of improbable research. Uh, Thank you so much for speaking with us on Sunday Extra this morning. You're welcome. It was a pleasure. Thanks. And that was uh, the editor of the Annals of Improbable Research, Mark Abrahams, and uh, the creator, of course, of the Nobel Prizes. And uh, Mark, I think, mentioned the uh, the website, improbable.com. I was having a look at the ceremony last night. It's done in a great spirit. I highly recommend you having a look at that one. Getting in touch with ABCRN is easy. Join the conversation live using the ABC Listen app's call and text features.